0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save 50 dollars on select battery tool
1: sets real steel
2: Look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Volume.
1: Yo, what's going on, y'all? Hello, hello, hello. And a very happy December 26th. To everyone, happy boxing day to our friends across the pond. Uh sorry, I had to mute our own YouTube stream. I could hear my echo and myself was messing me up. Um, happy boxing day, everyone. I hope everyone had a very joyous Christmas holiday season as we work into this new year. Aaron Murray, how was your Christmas day yesterday? All good in the Murray? Front. All, all
2: was good besides Maddox opening up his first gift and looking at his uncle who got it for him and saying, I don't like this. And mm-hmm. just really putting a somewhat damper on the the family gift opening on the 24th. Um, mm.
1: a literal, so like, a literal did, I don't like this.
2: Yeah. Like, we have to, like, I felt like I'm like, okay, I want him to be honest because I don't want to teach my son to lie. But yeah. there's also a just, Teaching him to be, I guess, respectful and, and mm-hmm. grateful that his uncle got him a awesome Spider-Man helmet, but we worked through it. We got through it. It was a fun 30 minutes of talking about it, and the uh, rest of Christmas was was, uh, was just perfect. Yourself?
1: Yeah. To be fair, as a child, a helmet, not the first present that you want to pop nope. open, uh, mm-hmm. but you're right. You got to be thankful no matter what. Like Even if you hate the gift, you got to fake it till you make it. That's just a life lesson. Like... There's no way. Uh, John A. Schultz, why is T-Bob wearing Doors hat? I bought this when we went to, uh, Orlando earlier this year in Hogsmeade and I've officially deemed it my holiday hat. And so I have been, um, wearing it pretty much 24 seven since then. Uh, also I was, uh, on a website looking up like historical costumes the other day. And I did not realize that this hat is really inspired by traditional smoking hats. You know, when you had a room where you'd put on your smoking jacket and your smoking hat, maybe take away from that smell a little bit when you would go back in the other room. And it once again made me realize I was born the wrong time because there's nothing I would love more than to sneak away to a little man cave and ignore the women and children as the boys smoke pipes together in fancy hats and fancy jackets. Um, I had a... Grow, no, 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 shut the fuck up, Bo Kenny. I'm not going to take this for four months, guys. Wow, you don't look like the kind Hell of guy yeah. back on a podcast bet with the hat on. Look, it is going to happen just post April. Oh, we all got to be it's patient. Not.
2: No, it's not. Good thing, yes, it is. Some other it's excuse good. is going to come up in April, and TikTok nope. is not going to do it. Nope, that's yeah. not true. it's yeah. not true. Yes, it is oh, true. It is true?
1: What is true is that I now have a Barbie dream house in my home that I should be charging rent to. Uh, given that it takes up what little space I already had remaining in this overstuffed sausage of a domicile as uh, I just don't have any fucking room for this thing. This thing is massive. Now it's awesome. My kids love it. They've been playing with it 24 seven, but like, I don't know these Barbie dream because like Barbies are big, right? They're already pretty yeah. tall. So to make a proportional mm-hmm. dream house requires a lot of real estate, but, uh, alas, yeah, it was, it was a super fun Christmas day. It was awesome. Um, all right. Uh, Gilbert says, t still thinks the Aggies are better than Texas. Oh, well, look, they were at the time. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Texas got high. Congrats. You finally won something. It's been like Texas is doing what they should have been doing for the last 10 years. And they want us to all be like, oh, good job. Like, okay, great. You're finally meeting expectations. Like, I don't know. Like, like I, I, I wish Texas I had a, I wish Texas had Asian parents. Because they wouldn't put up with this bullshit, they'd be like, "Okay, good. You got an A. Well, where's the fucking A plus? Okay, you've been making D's forever. Good. You got an A. Great. You do it again. Like everybody's way too kind on Texas just because they're suddenly good again. But we'll talk Texas, Washington. We'll talk UGA. Uh, excuse me. We'll talk Alabama and uh, Michigan. We'll talk some portal news and let's start there. Aaron Murray. Because um being a UGA fan, it must there's a great Disney cartoon um with the three little ducks. What is it, Huey, Louie, and Dewey or something? Oh yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it's it's Christmas every day, right? And it's are really like, oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And then they get into it, and they're like, Oh my god, that's actually terrible because it's just like all the specialness of loss. So I ask you Georgia fans and your charmed existence that you live, what does it feel like to live through Christmas every day? As every single day you wake up. And the college football news cycle is kind to you. And there's a new present waiting mm-hmm. on you. Uh, Trevor Etienne, uh, maybe Colby Young. Uh, how does it... Is it, it etienne, et- 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 etienne, I don't etienne. give a fuck what it You're ruining all etienne. my flow here. You're ruining all etienne. my flow here. Etienne, respect it his name. Does it, ever, um, does it ever just start to feel good when all you get is good news constantly?
2: I don't. I wouldn't consider this offseason nonstop good news for Georgia Bulldogs first off. Like there was a lot of players leaving uh, in the port of themselves, and you and Brooks Dawson uh, told me you didn't care about those players. Except no, for- I care about them. I care about from a depth perspective. I mean, I said I said it last week on the show. Like Georgia this year. What were some of the issues down the stretch? Well, their starters were hurt, and while they may have talented backups, they were true freshmen that made some freshman mistakes. So next year, you're going to have the same thing. You're going to have guys that were freshmen they are going to be put in a situation to to, to take that next step, which you anticipate they do that. What happens if they get hurt? What happens if CJ gets out and gets hurt, and you have to go to a backup who is a freshman who hasn't played? It's just you're you're going to get to this cycle of having younger depth, which is inexperience, which, which they are talented. Could cause some issues which we saw Georgia versus Alabama in that SEC championship game. So, like, I wouldn't say it's all been positive. You've lost a lot of great players in the portal. And, yeah, they, they, they've hit some good ones. Like, they only have four guys in the portal. So, like, they, they they hit a home run in the recruiting. They brought a bunch of high school kids that will, you know, will maybe help this team come 2024. But they do have four guys that should be impact players come next season. And, obviously, the big news with, with ETN, the running back for Florida, uh, coming over i think adds a massive uh dynamic player to to the backfield something that georgia hasn't had in a couple of years a guy that yeah. now they could run the football but when georgia was at their best it was obviously brock bowers getting matched up against linebacker safety so it was a guy like james cook catching the ball in the backfield like that dynamic of the game was something munkin was so good at georgia really didn't have that running back that that could be a matchup nightmare in the past game, and you add him in there. I think it's a whole other uh, set of plays that could be added to this playbook come next season.
1: Yeah, Etienne perfectly fills exactly what George is looking for, yep. um, and he's done. You know, he's done over a two-year sample size in an offense that outside of him hasn't been that nice. Like he's backed basically average six yards a carry over two years. Now he's only getting about 10 carries a game over those two seasons. Uh, Real quick before I get more into ETN himself, in terms of usage, would you expect him to be closer to 20 carries a game?
2: Hmm. Georgia still has a nice stable of running backs. Obviously, you're going to get one of your top guys back who who missed the entire season with injury. You have a couple other really good freshman running backs I know Bobo's high on that just really weren't ready yet. I don't know if Georgia will ever have like a true rb1 like they recruit the position too well and obviously you and i both know the name of the game is getting guys touches like you have to get all your running backs touches and feeling like they they're part of the game where those guys are going to transfer so with how well they recruit there with the whole rb you know you conversation you're gonna have too many guys where you can just to me really feature a true number one back will be more than 10 yeah, I mean, I could see, like, 15 total touches, maybe not straight yeah. carries, but, yeah. you know, like, you know, 10 then, carries, 4 or 5 receptions.
1: Well, he averaged about, if you do the catches now, you yeah. average about 12, 13 touches a game even at Florida.
2: I think that's pretty good. 15 touches? I think okay. that's pretty good. I, okay. I don't think, George is not going to turn into a running football team next year all of a sudden. Like, I still think with some of the guys you brought into the portal that we'll, we'll obviously talk about real briefly here with London Humphreys from Vanderbilt, you got Colby Young from, from Miami. You have a couple other guys. Obviously, they're waiting on, on Lad McConkie if he comes back or not. But there's some really good receivers still in the roster right now. And you got two really good tight ends as well. And you got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Like, you're not going to just all of a sudden turn into an offense, you know, old school Bobo, run the ball 60% of the time. It's going to be still, I would say, lean 55% pass, maybe 50 51 pass. So there's not like it's going to be a ton of rushes to go around.
1: Yeah. So um, I think it's an interesting deal where I don't like if he doesn't get significantly more touches, maybe his numbers actually remain very similar, Uh, but he ends up meaning that much more because it's kind of exactly what Georgia needs. We'll see. This feels like a very big deal. Um, It is funny to me how quickly times have changed. Where I thought about this, and like wrote, you know, I'm like taking notes, just thinking about the the the, the subject mm-hmm. matter, and probably about ten to fifteen minutes in is when I'm like, "Huh, he's leaving Florida and going to Georgia, yeah like, like something something that you know doesn't matter anymore was anathema not too mm-hmm. not in a not too distant past, right? Something that to us old guys would have been unfathomable, a move that would cause you to excommunicate friendship, this guy from your friend circle, right? Never fucking talking to him again, just like a real ho ass move. And yet now it's just kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, yeah. Florida, Georgia, that does
2: it, does it it ruin in your opinion t? does it ruin the, because part of the passion of college football is some of these major rivals, you know, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Oklahoma. Does it ruin it when you have kids kind of going back and forth to these different schools like that, that, The hatred at all or just doesn't ruin it. Just straight up. I don't know what else. No, 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 no. No,
1: not not at all. Uh because now you have a uh now you have spice to the narrative, right? You have a traitor a traitor that went to join the enemy cause he couldn't beat the enemy. So now when you get to play him next time, you hope for all that it's worth that it. a- ATN has just a garbage game and that you knock the shit out of him and it adds spice the mix and for ETN. Sure. It's good for him, but like, you know, again, it's kind of makes him look like, um, uh, Bit soft, you know, if you can't. I'm just gonna
2: say, like, if I, if I was in the do, room, and,
1: and I'm saying that, but like, you gotta do what you gotta do with best for yourself. It probably helps with it about prospects, right? So it's good. Well, yeah, that's
2: like, why you transfer. And that was the big news. Like, he's like, I'm you know, talking with him, and I think his, his some of his parents or family members were quoted too, saying, like, this was a move for me to be on part of a team that has a more legitimate chance to win a yeah. championship. No,
1: I get that. But you know, know,
2: the it works out. Out. I'm just saying, okay, for me, it would be really weird. To be in a locker room where, like, my number one most hated football team is Florida. I hate everyone on that team. Like, you're just so brainwashed to think like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm going to welcome in their running back and I'm going to become best buddies with them tomorrow. And I'm going to teach them the playbook. And let's I mean, it's, 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 it's NFL. It's a mini NFL, man. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. The the sure. minor leagues.
1: It's just different. It's just different. It's different yeah. than what we came up in, where, again, I had multiple, you know, deep friendships that just abruptly cut off because they transferred to Alabama. Um, even when you transferred to a school that we didn't hate, you just kind of were forgotten about, but whatever. So yeah. it's just different. It's just, I, Again, I, I think the only thing that bears mentioning is just how quickly we've gotten used to this sort of thing. Um, uh, okay, well, last thing on this, because I think this is hilarious. Uh, black, black Spot Billy Napier, you know, dead man walking, like we talk about. I love his mm-hmm. quote after news. Quote, Trevor's been great for the Gators. That's what I would say. I've got nothing but respect for Trevor, his attitude, his practice, habits, his contribution to the team. Nothing but respect. We wish him well going forward. Uh, That is a prime example of what all too many people have found themselves in life is sometimes life serves you a plate of shit and you have Mm. to eat it with a grin Mm. on your face and you have to say thank you for forcing me to eat this shit. And it's so sad, but that's exactly what Billy <laughs> Napier had to do right there. Uh, Miami wide receiver Colby Young commits to Georgia. Um, I don't think this is a, too big of a deal. I think he's definitely a physically different profile than the other Georgia receivers. Though yep. I don't know the full depth of that roster. He's six five, big ass dude. Uh, he doesn't have game breaking numbers, um, but he has potential. Certainly, you know, big improvement from year one to year two. Um, so, look, I think UJ gets better with this move. I think it's very solid from a roster building standpoint, right? Like a WR3 upgrade, maybe with the potential to maybe go higher. But I mean, I look at Dominic Lovett's numbers from last year. Look at Rob Ra Thomas, and he's right in line with those. Like, no, yeah. uh, nobody, the ball spread out too much. Nobody's going to have truly overwhelming. So, it's solid team building, but like, I'm not going to go too crazy over Colby Young.
2: No, I think, I think Etienne is the bigger one. I think that's the bigger. Impactful move right now. Not saying that Kobe won't be able to get in there and, and you know play some sort of important role. And let's not forget too, like you you say the, the the receiver numbers are somewhat pedestrian for Georgia. The offense will look a little bit different next year. Like you you have to if you're Mike Bobo, you had to force, force feed my uh, Brock Bowers. You know, Monkey did the same thing too. Like you got to get in the football. He, he y'all right over there.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm being pissed on, and somebody's telling me it's raining. Like. You're still doing this thing about the UJ receivers being explosive. You and Peter Birds both clown the fuck out I of mean, me. Like, I'm you're going to say that like... UJ doesn't have explosive weapons? And then I was like, what do you mean? Robert Lovett haven't done shit. I'm not, what I'm, not, I'm, not, doing I'm, not shit? I'm not defending, 40 yards think, a game. Rah, 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 rah. 35 yards a game. 50 yards a game. Get
2: you the fuck literally said. You literally just said the ball gets spread out too much for anyone to put up significant numbers. It's true, yeah. it gets spread out too much, and you have to force feed Brock Powers ball. So, this is now their opportunity to odd prove odd. us one way or the other. Are they good or are they not good?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Exactly. Prove it to me. I'm not going to give them credit. I want to see improvement. I still I'm need not to give be them credit. For I want to see improvement
2: it it too. I need <laughs> to see <laughs> improvement too. I agree <laughs> with you on that one. I'm, I'm just f- saying, like, this is their chance. They're going to get more of an opportunity is all I'm trying to get across. Mr. Getting pissed on the face over there. I'm like, what is this clown over here doing? Like, is his daughter throwing something at his face or something?
1: Like, what's going on? I do like that you fell into the the bit that it, uh, that it worked, <laughs> though. What are uh, you uh, doing over here? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, look. Georgia gets better with these two moves, okay? Yeah. Uh, is it good enough to beat Alabama? I mean, all fucking bets are off at this point. I I, I don't know that I can ever say anything will be again after this. Um, uh, other transfer portal news, uh, Walter Nolan commits to Ole Miss. Uh, so number one player in the portal. Uh, going to Oxford. This was kind of expected. Um, so here's the thing, the interesting way to frame this, as PG did in our doc, right? Is, is Lane putting together a national championship contender in Oxford? And I'll say this. Um, I don't know that I'm quite there. Here's what I would say. Like, the defense should be awesome, right? You now have a really good front seven. Um, I think you've improved a lot in the secondary with these additions. Um, you pay Pete Golding two million dollars a year, yeah. right? Like it should all be awesome um now. It's tough to put together a mercenary team sometimes though and have it all work, right? Like we've seen this in the NFL at times. I, th- I think of a couple that just jumped to the top of my head. Like there was an old like Steve Spurrier commanders team from when I was younger. They like signed Dion and all these other guys. They were supposed to be awesome. That didn't work out. Or that like Eagles dream team that I think was like Vince Young part of it. That was supposed to be awesome. That didn't work out. Um, it's like tough to get everyone to buy in and gel and culture and everybody get along in a single offseason. But If they can pull it off, the results could be extraordinary. So I would say right now, preseason, they definitely feel like a 12-team playoff team. Like they should finish inside the top four. And if we look at it like a scale, there's a version of this where everything goes right. And they do truly push for a natty, but I don't think that's likely. Right? Like if it's a scale of zero, everything goes wrong. Ten, everything goes right them actually pushing for a natty would be like a nine or an eight. Right. And, and a five or a six is them just making the 12 team playoffs. So I don't think they're likely a real national championship contender, but I think they're very damn good. No,
2: I, I agree. But I, you say like the, 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 Difficulty of building a roster through the portal. It's not like this is Lane's first time, first rodeo doing this, and he's proven he can have success doing it. Like, that's that's kind well, of no, it worked one wall. year and didn't work the other, though. So, he's one for two. They so. had they had 18 kids this past recruiting cycle in the transfer portal. They went 10 and two,
1: yeah. But then the season before, they started seven, and finished like seven and six. Like, they are they, they, they lost like, but, six. but it they lost. So it's still, it's still it was the same missed, thing though. from the portal. But he was still
2: in the, the the building phase of the roster. I think now he's gotten to the point two of this roster where it's not like I'm trying to build an entire new team through the portal. Like they have, like the thing that gives me more confidence this this year for Lane and Ole Miss than maybe last year or the year before is you have some really good key pieces and key positions already. Now it's just saying like I got to throw all my chips. I posted about this earlier today. Ole Miss is not in Alabama or Georgia where like every year they're going to have. A championship quality team. You have to understand when I have key guys in key positions, like a quarterback. They got, I would say, they have one of the top quarterbacks in the conference returning. They have probably one of the best running backs in the country returning next year. They got some other key guys and key positions on both sides of football returning from a ten and two football team. If we can just say next year, twenty twenty four, is going to be the year where I put in all my chips and we're going big, then I think he's making a major statement with how he's putting this roster together. Yes, it's definitely their best shot. This is, a, this, is a, this is a team that I think quarterback, third year in the system, best running back, and now all those guys on defense, they, they should be in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Like it would be, I would be highly disappointed if I'm an Ole Miss fan if Ole Miss is not one of the top 12 teams come in the next season.
1: Absolutely. Again, if you finish top four in the SEC, you should make a 12-team playoff, yeah. and they should absolutely be one of the top four teams in the SEC. Uh, again, it's just that. Uh, and I said Lane's one of two. I guess it should say two of three in terms of creating these teams and having them come yep. together. And as Chad Pretty points good. out, Matt Crowell. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, Crowell wasn't in the um Portland. No, it was no, 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 I was thinking of who was in when it all fell apart. No, that was Jackson Dart. That wasn't Crowell. Yeah, his first year. All right, now uh, Jake Dove, Lane Kiffin's the Littlefinger of the SEC. Hey, what did Littlefinger tell us? Chaos is a ladder. And Ole Miss has definitely been one of the programs that has climbed the ladder of uh, the Purcell era. All right, uh, let's start talking some games. But first, let's hear from friends of DraftKings. It's parade time in Pasadena, where tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score one hundred fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars. On college football. So if you think this is where Michigan and Jim Harbaugh finally break through, or you think the song remains the same and the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban lift the trophy once again, either way you play on DraftKings. So download the app now, use the code TBOB, TBOB, and new customer score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778HOPENY or text HOPE-NY Y 467369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has
2: something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. J Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products, are pursuing athletic greatness. Being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com
0: to find your kind of tech. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up, I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Elite bucket getter, let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all?
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you ain't it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right. Uh, Alabama, Michigan. Aaron Murray, what does a win mean? What would a win mean here for Nick Saban?
2: Uh, I don't think – I was hoping you go Michigan first here. I don't think it means – it's just another win. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's just another one. Like We expect it to happen. It's Nick Saban. He's the greatest coach of all time. It's like, would it be awesome to, to be the number four team, beating the number one team in Michigan, who a lot of people have had as the number one team in the country all season long? Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's impressive, and it, it shows just how good of a coach he is to take a team that lost to Texas, that played like shit versus USF, to then beat the number one team in the country in Georgia, then turn around and beat the number one team in the country in Michigan uh, and, and go and, and and have a chance to win national championship. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But, like, are we really that surprised that Nick Saban would be in the championship game again? No, it's, I mean... It's Saban. It's Alabama.
1: Like, it's I just, feel like, to your point, I feel like after the Atlanta win over Georgia, he's already proven the whole, like, never doubt him again thing. Yeah, um, And I'm with you, right? I, I Like, literally what I wrote in my notes was, it just means another planet eaten like he's already been thanos or galactus i don't know my marvel lore too well but like this is just an all-consuming dominator just eating another planet it's 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 and 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 maybe where this got a little spicy was it looked as if the heroes were going to band together and defeat him for a minute but the big bad one Mm. in the end um now if they were Go if Michigan is going to pull this off. And again, I find Alabama to be fascinating because mm-hmm. uh they have looked worse than Michigan has at points this season. And yet we know Saban's resume when it comes to the stage, and so we give him the bit of the doubt, which is earned. Uh but if Michigan's gonna beat Alabama, I feel like it has to come down to JJ McCarthy. What do you think JJ McCarthy needs to do?
2: He's gotta run. He's got to run. I think JJ has to have a game where he gets like 50, 60 yards rushing, get a couple big time first downs when guys aren't open. I just going back and watching that Alabama Georgia game, and and I know Georgia's receivers were a little bit banged up, but still, like those DBs, like Terry and Arnold and company, you know Caleb Downs in the safety position, they they they're, they're the best secondary in the country, um, yeah. if not one of the best secondaries in the country. Michigan doesn't really have the elite playmakers. I mean, they're 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 good. Maybe they're improved from last year. They like their tight end, but. From like top to bottom, like they don't have game records on the outside. Like I don't think they have guys that I feel comfortable can win consistently on third and medium situations against man-to-man bump coverage. It, it's just not going to happen. So like if, if 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 Michigan can get if they can win first and second down and get to a third and medium situation and when things aren't open, JJ takes off and gets a first down with his legs and extends the drive like that. that that's that's going to have to be the recipe. It, it, it's 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 going to have to be, we have to win ugly. It's not going to be the super sexy 30, 40 yard play. It's not going to be the big run from Corum and company or Edwards. It's not going to be the big 40 or 50 yard explosive pass there. It's going to be the third and short. Nothing's open. You shrug off a defensive tackle and you get the first down with your legs and you extend the drive. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's a four play drive or four minute drive. It's a five minute drive. It's a six minute drive. You keep Jalen, you know, you know, Milrow and, and, and Alabama's offense off the field. Like, that's how you win it. It's going to be ugly as hell. He's going to be fucking exhausted when it's all said and done. But to me, that's, that's the only way you're going to be able to win the game because I cannot find a way for them to throw the football and win this game.
1: Yeah, I think um, he has to play like he did against TCU last year, but without the turnovers. Uh, yeah. no, I, don't, I don't think he's going to be able to. Because in that game he was twenty to thirty four, three forty through the air, two tuds. He went uh, 10, he went ten for fifty two on the ground that game with a touchdown. But but okay, but but even if he doesn't get to something like 30, 340 yards, uh, they need to be willing to fucking send it in the same yeah. way they did that game. And I just don't know that push like, the ball down the like, field. They like, haven't CCU's defense shit. wasn't good though. Like that's different, man. Again, I'm not asking for the exact stats. I'm asking more for the same philosophical approach. Lean on JJ and fucking send it. He's your only hope to potentially unlocking the playmakers, is him being able to threaten in multiple ways. And yeah, like the O line's gonna have to wait at this other stuff. But if they try to play this scared ass pussy shit, I think the explosivity of Alabama will end up wearing them down and overwhelming them I, I think a fun exercise or I'm, just, I'm just i'm just i'm gonna say this like i'm not
2: saying that like don't try to create explosive plays in the past game i'm just saying like it's hard for me to think that they're going to be able to be successful consistently doing it i think i think you know someone asked in the chat like why um why is what is, is why is michigan favored in this game for vegas and i i, I don't really know to be honest like I, I don't know if they if they still don't trust milro if they think michigan's defense is good enough to maybe get a couple yeah, turnovers if they defense
1: look. Is very good. Like this, like both offenses should be at disadvantages here.
2: I, I completely agree. I think this is going to be an interesting game of like, which offense can't consistently move the football. Like, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. Like, I don't know what the over under is, but I think first team that gets to the mid twenties wins the football game. I don't know if either team touches the thirties.
1: Um, I will say this. Okay. Here's kind of a fun exercise uh, that, that I think, Helps me frame this game in my head. Um, what is one word that you would describe Alabama with? So I gave you one adjective. Confident. Okay. Um, I would go inevitable, uh, like our boy Thanos, right? Because here they are again. Uh, what is one adjective that you would use to describe Michigan?
2: I do think they're a little cocky right now.
1: Okay.
2: I think Michigan's cocky. I think Michigan came into this season saying this was our year. We've we've gone through all the the struggle. Maybe you could say resilient a little bit too, because they've been through a hell of a season. Yeah. But I kind of look like Michigan and I love it though, because you need to feel cocky still heading into a game like this and, and and you have to believe you're the better team. But I do think they 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 I think they're overconfident thinking that they if they can finally push through And beat not only an SEC team like Alabama or Georgia, which is something that's hindered them from winning a championship, but actually win a championship themselves this year. I think maybe a little bit too overconfident right now with who they
1: are. Overconfident is interesting to me. I would not have considered that given that I don't think they feel terribly overconfident. When they learned they had to play Alabama, they looked like a team that was dealing with the reality of, oh, we just got... Fucked in the ass by the CFP. And I, I too have There's I mean, a big no difference to that Alabama and FSU, though. I mean, uh, I mean, trust me, I lived through it in 2011 when we watched a selection show and it was Oklahoma State and Alabama on the board. And once again, the team just got invited um, to, the, to the championship game. Um, so, no, I know the exact feeling. I, I don't think I would say for me, I think Michigan has solid. And solid may sound dismissive, but it's really not, right? You look at the definition of solid deep, you get into unanimous, um, unified, reliable. Uh, To me, this Michigan team is like their logo put into a football team for just that solid block letter M. There's no great weaknesses on the team, even if you think that there's no especially dangerous points on them either. And it's the, 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 the visual in my head that I keep coming back to, right? Inevitability, Bama, like they 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 feel almost like the ocean, right? With mm-hmm. all this explosivity, its volatility. But then Michigan feels, or they're hoping to be, this almost rocky outcrop with a lighthouse on the top and a fucking storm's coming. And the question is, with with McCarthy as the lighthouse, can they hold up to the fucking crashing waves to the explosivity, the volatility of Alabama, and be solid? Because if they play solid football, they can refine Jalen Milrow making those mistakes again. They can win in the trenches more than I think we're giving them credit for. And if they can do that, then maybe they end up winning this game. Maybe they get swept away. But there's a real solidity to this Michigan team that I don't think Alabama has. Um, Alabama's been way more volatile this season and way more boom or bust. And if you catch Alabama on the wrong day, they can bust out. Uh, But you generally don't get nick saban i
2: think it's also the guy i i always i would say this about alabama. i i feel like this this year's alabama was way more together than they've been in years past i would agree with like, that i feel like, uh, I, from I feel like they, they from sure. a chemistry standpoint like they they they, they, they for for a couple years now they relied on superman to continue to bail them out they knew they didn't have superman bryce young or will anderson this year not something like they we're going to look up and in in you know April May whenever the NFL draft is, and Alabama's probably gonna have four guys drafted in the first round. Yeah. So we're gonna be like, well, you know, it's still Alabama. Like they're still obviously elite talent on that roster, but they 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 there is no more Bryce Young. Let's rely on him to go win us a football game. I feel like this team. The message was the whole offseason: we have to play more team football, reliable football on both sides. So, like you talk about Michigan being a complete team like that i think i think alabama's this is the, the most complete i've seen alabama play on both sides of the football when it comes to learning to play
1: together that's i mean that's just no 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 that's patently untrue there have been way better like yes this is the most talented I think team in college those aj I'm not saying better. would beat this team on defense and offense those 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 end when I'm age. not
2: saying better football teams. I'm saying teams that understand that we have to play together. Like those game, those teams before were some of the best defenses of all time. Like and 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 like they relied on that. Then obviously they turned into an offense that was just absolutely dominant. Like this team doesn't have all those elite pieces on both sides of the football, but they're learning how to play together as a football team in order to win.
1: I mean, look, I do absolutely agree with the overall sentiment that yes, in an odd way, their reliance on Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they've said as much led to a weird like anxiety and pressure of we have to, and where this is a more scrappy bunch that is a little less me and a little more, uh, we, I, I, I do agree with you there. Um, let's say, uh, uh yeah. And so maybe, yeah, he, obviously said cohesiveness. So yeah, maybe, maybe I just misunderstood you there. Um, Wait, there was a comment here that oh uh Sean D says Michigan did the same last year versus TCU saying now we're gonna show TCU Big Ten football. So I think that's a key difference between last year and this year is last year Michigan was absolutely overconfident against TCU. Yeah. They thought they were going to step in and just beat the fuck out of him. TCU runs a three three five, we're gonna run over him, and that did not happen. Um, I think it's the opposite this year. There is no taking Galactus for granted. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 you know. If anything, I think they're a little scared of Alabama, whereas they had no fear um, for TCU last year, which, you know, hey, fear's fucking healthy, man. Wins when's when's an animal, as long as it doesn't, you don't let it overwhelm you, right? But, like, wins an animal at its most dangerous when it's fucking scared, fight or flight. Yeah, you know, it's back, back and I into a correct. corner, man. And that's
2: what, I, don't, I, don't want it, I wouldn't necessarily say Michigan's back into a corner. They are the number one team, and they are favored to win the football game.
1: Yeah. Come on. No, 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 no. I'm just
2: being honest. Like maybe, maybe there's some anxiety involved with this, but I don't think there's a fear.
1: Michigan has traditionally sucked on this stage and Nick Saban is unbeatable on this stage. Okay. So it doesn't matter uh, what you've done up to this point. Um, hmm. Let's talk Texas, Washington here. Uh, Ask you QB one a very simple question to kick this off. Which quarterback would you rather have right now, Quinn? Yours or Michael Penix Jr.? Ooh, easy answer here. Don't be dumb. Ooh. I know Michael Penix.
2: I mean it's 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 close. It's close. So don't act like it's a massive gap between the two. It is not a massive gap. It's
1: not. It's not a I massive. gap. Michael, Michael Penix is just. Um, and maybe this is a potentially flawed reason like i don't know I don't, i'm not even talking about who's going to be an NFL prospect blah 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 whatever I, I don't know i'll leave that to Aaron he can evaluate this much better but to me uh it's just that i know how pinnix performs in really tight spots and 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 yours to, to your point Aaron it is close cuz like yours was excellent it's bama remember bama retook the lead in that fourth quarter of that game in tuscaloosa they took the lead at the beginning of it and yours and company stared down the monster that is Bryant Denny with their red LED lights and they found a way to win by double ditch. So, like, I've seen some out of yours as well, but I just feel like was this is bad
2: out of yours too. Like, you remember that first quarter versus Oklahoma? He looked
1: yeah. He lost. Yeah.
2: Played great the last three quarters,
1: but I mean, what he had but two receptions? But Penix has had some that as well. But the point is, whenever so it's been like, we have to get this third down, we have to score here, we have to extend this drive, it seems like every fucking time. Michael Penix Jr has come through. Like he is not scared of the moment. He is one right. of those rare players that thrives in it and seeks it out. So that's why I'll give uh a Penix. Yeah, but I think I think yeah, but
2: you yeah, think when when is yours played his best football? You know, both games versus Alabama and Tuscaloosa, um, you know, at home last year before he got hurt, like he was playing an incredible game before he got knocked out. And I will say this, like take away the first first part of the first quarter versus Oklahoma where he just looked like the moment was too big for him. He regrouped and had an incredible three and a half quarters of football uh, to give them an opportunity to win. The defense just couldn't get it done there in the fourth quarter when Dylan went down the field. So like, I don't know, like I think Quinn has answered the bell for me of like crunch time, need a win, big time opponent. I think Quinn's got some pretty big old balls too. They go out there and and he's not going to be, you know, the the moment ain't going to be too big for Quinn yours.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is funny to look back on. That's how we talked about Quinn uh, at first was like when we saw that first quarter against Bama two years ago. He's like, this guy loves the stage. He's just out here fucking slinging it. And then he lost some of that. And you're right. He's maybe refound a bit of it. But I, I would still take Penix. Um, yeah. uh, use one adjective. the adjective game. Use one adjective to describe Texas uh, besides back. You cannot say back. <laughs> What <laughs> Texas is back? Uh, Texas no, I mean is they are back. I'm saying, dude, is that was that going to be your one word? No. Not okay. Me. okay. <laughs> I would say tough, which is something that we're not
2: used to seeing with Texas. Like Texas is a tough football team. Like they've they've shown us they can be tough at the line of scrimmage, both on the offense and the defense side of the football. Um, you know, tough in the sense of you lose your best player at the running back position you back it up and you have guys step up and continue to make plays at that position you 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 lose Quinn Ewers for a couple game games and you bring in Malik Murphy who now's on the team anymore but you brought him in you still find ways to win games like True. it's a tough football team that that I don't know if I've 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 could have said that about Texas for the past decade like that's you 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 said it best T earlier and you said it before like Texas has always had the talent they to me have not been mm-hmm. physically and mentally tough to push through and actually be the team that they should be. And I feel like for once, I'm actually looking at a team that both mentally and physically are tough
1: and are getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, Davies has a soccer good coach or a good acquire of talent or both. I think he's actually both now. Yep. Um, I just needed to see him to break through the glass ceiling and he did it. Uh, I would describe Texas as flashy in that they seem to just have star power everywhere, right? Like Xavier Worthy, AD Mitchell on the outside. Yours when he's had his best. Like I still think about the moonshot in the Alabama game that uh, scraped the stars before it fell back down perfectly. I mean, you got front seven littered with guys who yeah. get after the quarterback. And then you got guys like Jalen Fords, Vondrie Sweat. Um, but that flashiness doesn't extend to the secondary. Like, that's a pass defense that can get you in trouble sometimes. And, I mean, Washington, okay, you won the Joe Moore Award. The offensive line did. Go fucking prove it. If you could protect yeah. Pennix, he should, with those receivers, be able to be very successful against Aztec- Texas secondary. Um,
2: all I know more, uh, Michigan's won it the past two years, and they've dropped an egg in the the first round of the playoffs the past two years at the offensive line.
1: I wish he Are you saying that's not the I'm best offensive line? I'm saying,
2: dude. I, I'm saying LSU's the best you, offensive right, line. You, right, don't my, saying, you know I'm my, saying, my thoughts saying, on that.
1: Are you calling into question how they evaluate the Joe Moore award?
2: You should, you should,
1: you should, <laughs> I did you should, last, last year. You know, you should hit I, up I Cole and let him know. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need Cole
2: <laughs> sending me, you know, um, a book being pissed off that I was doubting the uh, the award. It's just, I'm just saying, like Michigan won the past two years. And they got their ass beat by Georgia and they got their ass beat for TCU. So, like, um, maybe they have to pick a team that's in the playoffs. I don't know, but no, I like Washington's o line. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they they've done a great job this year. I thought LSU was the better line, um, but I, I have no issue with Washington getting it. But yeah, you know, well, they're gonna well, have a tough pass. Like they're going to get – this is this opportunity. Like Michigan couldn't prove it versus Georgia, who was the best defensive line two years ago. You are gonna go against. I would say maybe the best defensive line in college football. Can yeah. you get it done?
1: Um. And then if we were to use one word to describe Washington, uh, explosive. Okay, explosive is definitely one of them. Even though they've lost some of that as the year has gone on, they still have a lot of it, but not as overwhelming as it was at the beginning of the year. Fighters.
2: There's a bunch of fighters.
1: How about this? How about this? This sounds boring, Mm -hmm. but allow me to sell you on it. Please. Um, Adaptable. Uh, Did you ever learn about evolution in school, Aaron? I went to a Christian. We all did. Well, no, I mean I went to a Christian school. Very anti-evolution, right? The one yep. thing they would uh, talk about was adaptability, uh, because you can see that like within a life cycle, right, where you you adapt to your surroundings basically. And there's an old Bruce Lee quote that I think perfectly describes this Washington Husky team quote. Be like water making its way through cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you will find a way around or through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water. My friend, mm-hmm. and look at yeah. Washington they've won defensive battles they've won offensive shootouts they've won with great rushing attacks on Dylan Johnson they've won where Michael Penix and the receivers had to do it. they've won scoring uh you know, having no success except when they absolutely needed it. They won games where they played like shit and should have covered like that Utah game, but they've always won and, and so that's why Washington is so dangerous to me is no matter which way you have sought to attack them they're like the Borg they figured out how to counter it and then whatever was required them on that day they found a way to do it to win the game more so than any other team in this college football playoff and I think that is massive when combined with a clutch quarterback like Michael Penix Jr.
2: Are they, the, I, I, I've kind of dogged the defense or so the defense has shown up multiple, like we keep talking about like the defense ain't good. The defense ain't good. Like they've shown up multiple, I like showed up versus Oregon. They've shown up multiple times down the stretch. i so you talk about with the offense having to kind of adapt. Are they, in your opinion, the most complete team in this playoff? Um, like Michigan, Michigan has, Michigan has issues at the receiving position. Michigan's a little bit banged up at offensive line. Um, Alabama still has question marks in the offense. How good can the offense really be? You know, we saw some issues for yes. Georgia. Yes. Texas that has issues Alabama. in the secondary. Yeah. Like, are there major holes where you can just poke at Washington or are they the most complete team? not saying they're perfect. I'm not using the word perfect here. I'm saying the more complete team where there isn't this major, like we can go after this and have success. Like Texas, yeah. we can throw the football. We can have success. If you're going against Alabama, if you can, you know, limit the you know explosive plays down the field and keep Jalen in the pocket, we can have success. Michigan, they can't throw the football. Bam! Like, where is that major hole for Washington? Or are they the least I guess this are they the least flawed team in the playoff? Is a better question.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I liked how you said most complete team. I mean, I just described the solidity of Michigan, but again. Washington has that, but with a dangerous element that Michigan just doesn't have offensively. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say they are because, again, we've seen them adapt in so many different ways and win games yeah. in so many different types of ways. doesn't mean they're the most talented because they're not as talented yeah. as uh, any of these teams, actually. Even though, actually, well, then Michigan's probably pretty close, but they're not really close to Alabama or Texas. But they had a hell of a head coach, a quarterback who loves it in crunch time, and, again, they have proven that they can adapt to whatever the situation at hand is, uh, Bo to bows, because he's from Alfreda, Georgia. Hey, that's right, group as well. How about that? Um, all right, here we go. Uh, we got to play a video. What bowl game was this? Eastern Michigan. Uh, Ooh. video from. Uh, uh, uh the Lindy tree Bowl. south alabama beat the fuck out of eastern michigan and uh well south alabama singing uh, the alma mater with their students after the game and here is what uh happened to it to here's a... so if you're um if you're only listening on podcasts, they're singing the alma mater, and out of nowhere, an Eastern Michigan player comes up and jacks a uh, a, a USA player in the back of the head. Um, there's a lot to break down here. First off, Aaron, uh, this is a certified home move, right? You, oh, cannot, it's a home move. you cannot sucker punch somebody when they're not looking. Uh, second...
2: This is a like when, I got, this is like when I got punched punched in the uh, in the bathroom taking a piss back junior year because somebody yeah, got no mad reason. at me for taking his girl to a date. No, there was a reason. Oh, okay, it was his ex girlfriend. She took I me think to. There
1: was a reason but. here. He had you know they fucked him up. But but look here. But but this is also though a room temperature IQ move here because yep. he hit a dude with a helmet on who was in the middle of all of his partners. And he didn't even have a helmet on himself. So, like, he hit this dude. The dude didn't feel it because he's literally got a protective measure on The sole existence is stopping you from feeling contact, like, protecting you as much as possible. And then he has to hit the ground and cover up his own head because he's getting stomped out. Like, no wonder he lost 59-10. to 10. You're dumb as fuck.
2: Yeah. Just a, just, just absolutely stupid emotional. I just don't know. I don't know if we've, if anyone has heard or seen kind of what what was said to get him that juice or, or or passionate to to run the field and making it like you're going into the middle of the lion's den surrounded by a bunch of lions and you're going solo. Like what, what what do you think is going to happen in that situation?
1: There is an audacity that I appreciate, but the problem is, I think it's less of a, you know, there is no courage without fear. I think it's less audacious as the guy's just fucking dumb. It's yeah. just really dumb, and he just – tell you. Anything, beyond like, I'm going to fuck this dude up, dude.
2: Almost as dumb as hitting the starting quarterback in Georgia and not saying that you're going to get your ass beat the next day by a bunch of offensive linemen. I the mean, next like, day,
1: they hunted, they hunted him
2: down? Oh, he, John he, got, his. he got his. He got his. He got his. I'll tell you that. Um, what, oh, what do wow. you expect?
1: Wow. I'd uh I'd have been like, look, man, that ain't there. and That's your problem. That ain't my problem, dog. You gotta you gotta deal with your own fights.
2: Dude. You gotta- <laughs> no. I Bobo used to do that shit back in the day too. He'd pick fights with his offensive line, just have his offensive line beat everyone's ass. That was a well, poor self open with itself, but that's like uh it's a tail. You can't sucker fight. punch a starting quarterback and expect to not get
1: your ass whooped after that. No, I agree, dude. I agree. I agree. I agree. You're not wrong. Um, all right. Look at that. 11.6 subs, baby. Let's mm. go. 11.6. Road to 12.5 continues. 12.5 by the Natty is the goal. Please, please, please continue to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Um yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's been very fun with y'all here at the end of this football season. We got a lot left. If y'all, if
2: y'all, if y'all if y'all if y'all need to watch a game, you're both in Dallas. In April, Dallas
1: Greg, in April, I get my haircut. Yeah, Aaron, what do you got going on today?
2: I got the uh, the Serve Pro game, and I don't even know what time it is. Is it Central Time? Five thirty Eastern. I'll be on the call. Come check me out. Texas State versus Rice here in a few hours. I'll be on the call for that one
1: um okay guys again I am going to cut my hair after this April wedding for my little brother that I have to officiate um I'm not in uh I mean look I want to do a drunk companion stream for the national championship uh I recognize that it's probably not enough to make up for pushing back the fuck boy fade. Nope. uh so I'll try to come up with with something something in the interim um well We'll figure it out. Wait, no Lord of the References, Lord of the Rings References today, T-Bob? Did I not? Not even get a single one in? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody 3, 3D printed me this this golem, my boy Zach Moe. Look how tight that fucking thing is, dude. Ooh, it's so heavy, too. I just, like, hold it in my hand and play with it all day. Um, Anyway. Hey, now. Y'all have a great day, <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow for a uh, brand new episode of Snaps. Good luck, Aaron. The Volume.